0: Welcome to the Ask and I'll Show episode number 48 and today I want to talk about whether SEOs are still telling their content writers to create content with a 3% keyword density. Yeah. joining me today it's a little bit of a rant with a little bit of valuable information specifically targeted at content writers and businesses now what this all came about because we are sort of we try new content writers or we believe content writers are good for certain topics and other content writers are, are good for certain topics and so we are sort of building out and expanding the content production team now when we recommend and suggest different types of content to get created on a particular topic and provide a bit of a basic framework, the reason why we do that isn't because we're lazy, is because we really wanna really unleash the content writer's ability. Steve Jobs said we don't hire smart people so we can tell them what to do, we hire smart people so they can tell us what to do. And when we are going out to ask a content writer and, and, and send them a suggestion based on data and research that we've done, we, w- we therefore want to unleash them and, and, and allow them to use their creativity and their intuition to create something that's valuable and provide as much information from our point of view in terms of the demographics, in terms of what's already um, what people are finding uh, interesting and give them a meaningful framework to work off, but do not sort of limit their creativity by an endless list of what we believe they should be doing. So when that happens, when that happens, your, your procedures are limiting their creativity, and it gets worse when we start telling content writers from an SEO perspective to write uh, an article and and, and and throw in this amount of keywords. You know, you're going to write a thousand word article, and it needs to be with a three percent keyword density. Or we're writing a two thousand word article, and we need to mention this keyword two hundred times, right? I mean, come on. Like, you're never gonna create a piece of art focusing on this amount of data and focusing on this amount of restriction. Nothing great is gonna, I believe, would ever come about from it. And even if something does, uh, something valuable does come out of it, it, will, it won't obviously reach its its potential. So never, never, never get a content writer and then limit them with pointless instructions and just and just going overboard with with restrictions and and, and going overboard with 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 a with a sort of framework to work off that it's just limits their ability to write a really interesting and meaningful piece of content so i just wanted to say that for now and also there when we when we i just want to give you a little bit of insight into how we sort of uh, like to work with content writers um, from the point of view that, first of all, we have to understand, is the content we're creating for, for what people are searching directly on Google or Bing? So are they, are they sort of um, uh, coming from a point of view of a strict Google search or are they, are they landing on this piece of content through an ad on social media or through links Coming from let's say our forum, so they're finding the article every other way except a Google search, versus finding the article from a Google search. So our intent is based on one of these factors and how we create the content. Not everything people write searching for on Google well, is going to have the best SEO. Uh, um, um, benefits later on down the line. So what do I mean by that? Sometimes we have to create content that people aren't searching for on Google and they're gonna find it through social media that's gonna create a whole lot of awareness around our clients' brands that will then result in people linking to it and sharing it across the internet. So the way in which we create this content is very different, it has a different intent and objective than the content that we are specifically creating Based on the fact that we've either done a Google suggest, an Uber suggest, Google AdWords, or we've using some sort of method to, to work out what people are directly searching for from an SEO perspective. That content is usually like a who, what, where, how sort of sort of article, for example. And the content that sort of people are, will find interesting from outside Google generally. And we use software like BuzzSumo to sort of help us work that out, and then just good old fashioned manual research. Right, working that out, and so that article may look like you know, the top 15. Uh, let's say your client is, is, is in, in in the bridal space, so it'll be like the top 15 destinations to get engaged, right, o- off on Instagram, right? So then we go and research Instagram, and so while that article is then uploaded on our blog, that's not something that people are actively searching for on Google, number one, but number two. They will still find it valuable, and they will still link to it. and It will still create a bit of awareness out there, and it still sort of you know make make strides and waves into a, into an audience. So what that will then result into and provide SEO benefits is people may link to the article, or people will share the article, and and we're creating a whole um, uh, amount of links through that, and then we can use you know um, you know uh, outreach link methods to sort of ask people to link. One of the, um, uh, the things that we're doing right now is, let's say we're creating an article about a, a brand new trend. So the trend could be mixed bridal parties, right? And so we are, we are then gonna target um, uh, sites and blogs that are talking about 2019 trends in the bridal space that haven't mentioned that mixed bridal parties, for example, and then we'll ask them, hey, do you want to actually uh, link to this article? But that's obviously the external link and uh, link strategies and I'm talking about that but I really want to keep it specifically to creating content that is going to be valuable But just giving you a bit of context and insight into how we approach the the two different ways of of, of discovering the content, that will then later on result in SEO benefits. But more importantly, brand awareness, and obviously people can see that they're interacting with our brand, they're leaving comments on our blog, they're leaving comments on social media, people are interacting with us. It's not just valuable for SEO, it is valuable for SEO, but it's not just valuable for SEO, because it will improve also click-through rate and things like that, but it's also really valuable because people are, are, are interacting with us, and that is, That is really what we are trying to to capture because there's so much competition on the web. And then once we sort of got a good, great piece of content, we then send it to the content production team. We work out, is it just gonna be a text article? Are we gonna f- focus whether it's gonna be a word and video? So it's gonna have text and video. Then we're gonna work out whether it's just gonna be a podcast with a transcription on the on the bottom. Uh, or then we're gonna work out whether it's gonna be a video with just a transcription on the bottom. It might even be, um, oh, I mentioned word and video. So you know, working all that out, is already hard enough. And then talking with your content production team and working out, okay, this is what everyone is doing. We can find out on BuzzSumo. This is what's already working. This is what we want to create. What goals and objectives do we want every piece of article to have? What are we trying to do with this piece of content? Who are gonna actually outreach it to? Who's gonna find it valuable? Who's gonna to wanna to link to it? All this is different, it's all really difficult questions. And the problem is we're so focused on sometimes going to the other end of the extreme, trying so hard to create a, a viral piece of content, and the harder you try to make a viral piece of content, the a lot less likely you're gonna make a viral piece of content. Usually if something goes viral, It has gone viral without the actual intention of going viral, getting something to go viral. And so usually it just doesn't make any sense to sort of focus on that. Focus, come back, step back for a moment and work out, okay, why are we creating this piece of content and answer those questions that I just mentioned. Step back a little and see what's already working, focusing on, okay, in the bridal space, space people find this valuable how much content has wedding flowers already been spoken about can you really add a piece of content that's going to be so great around wedding flowers that people are going to go wow i can't believe i've just landed on this piece of content and th- and once you sort of get into that mindset you know you will start creating something valuable you will start creating something that potentially may go viral but even if it doesn't you're still having an impact. And then working out on social media and, 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 and whatnot, what people will actually think of the article. I find quizzes and lists are a great way to build a really well-produced piece of content, but it comes back to the topic, of course. And that's so difficult to do, figuring out, okay, we've got a topic, we, we've got something really valuable to add that not a whole lot of people are talking about, or even if they are, we really have something new to add. So it's like, they're already talking about 2019 wedding bridal trends, but they haven't mentioned this trend, and we wanna create this really awesome article to target this outreach group of, of, of sites or wherever, and we're gonna target this group of people on social media, and we're gonna start you know targeting it everywhere we possibly can, That's already going to be hard enough to get the 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 results that you want from that, rather than being bogged down on, I want a three percent keyword density rate. I want these. I want to have, blah 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 blah, uh, car storage service to Sydney. Blah 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 blah, car storage services in Sydney. Blah 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 blah, you know, services about car storage in Sydney. Click here. Like you, when you create a piece of content for a robot it's not going anywhere. That content is not going to get you any meaningful results. And a long time ago, I mean, we we used to, fo- I mean, have I focused on this before? Of course I've focused on this before. But it was like 2008 and 2009, that, that boat's long sailed. And the fact is, I thought we've moved past that a lot of the time, but it just seems like when we speak to a new content writer, they're coming back to us with keyword densities. So that that means that there's a lot of, SEOs out there that are still hammering their content writers to focus purely create content purely for an algorithm. I mean, just, I don't know, like, uh, maybe it's just me, but I've got to stop and think about why are you spending all this time and effort creating, an alg- creating a piece of content that even if it ranks well, and let's say you seem to gain the algorithm and it ranks first, what's the point? People are going to click on it and go, this is crap. I'm, I'm clicking back. And then you've got the Ranked Brain Algorithm, which is looking at machine learning and artificial intelligence. Google sort of see that it's got a high bounce rate and not much time spent on the site because sometimes we produce articles where people are leaving comments, they're they're spending like seven minutes on a piece of content, but the bounce rate's pretty high because we haven't sort of, we create a really awesome piece of content, but after they finish reading it and they left a comment, they feel like there's nowhere else to go. So then there's a user experience and then there's a journey this this is already hard enough to get people to do what you want them to do to engage with the article. Then just to focus on a, on a on a percentage, it it sort of just it just makes no sense to me. So I think what I'm what I'm really passionate about is trying to get people away, steering especially SEOs and businesses and content writers and anyone else that's, that's involved in this process away from these just. Over, you know, it's just analysis paralysis. It just gets to a point where it's like, when's enough? When when do you say data is important, data is important, but when do you start switching over and start saying, you know what, art and intuition are just as important, if not more important, and, you know, wh- how much now can we flex our creativity and put a lot of time and effort and and, and money <laughs> and into this piece of content that we believe is going to be amazingly valuable for the target market. Guys, that's just me sharing some thoughts. Hopefully I've articulated them well. Please leave a comment below. If you found this interesting, please leave a comment with yes. If you didn't, just tell me, hey Andrew, I didn't that didn't really make any sense. So, and, I, and, and, and ask you a question, because that's how we're all gonna sort of learn and improve. I love feedback, I'm, I'm all for it. I know what I wanted to say. Hopefully that was sort of, um, uh, conveyed in this in this in this video. So, guys, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear from you what you think about this and about content creation and about gra- content production and and what struggles you may be having and 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 yeah, and just you know speaking from your experiences is always valuable, not just to me but to the audience as well. Thanks a lot, guys. Have an amazing day. <laughs>